Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the official Raiders podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. My name is Ben Pollock, I'm your host and I'm joined by Canberra Raiders media team, uh, Tom Logan and John Coyder. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, Benny. Another big week, round 13, just gone, moving into round 14 now. We take on the Brisbane Broncos at GIO Stadium this weekend after that loss to the Panthers up there at Panther Stadium on Saturday night. We're going to preview that game uh, a little bit later in the program and we'll also catch up with Tom Starling, who's doing a wonderful job uh, off the bench at hooker for the Green Machine since coming in uh, with the absence of Josh Hodgson. But let's get straight into it around the horn. Alright guys, uh, news this week, plenty happening here as always uh, in Canberra. Uh, the big uh, news item uh, is that the Ryan James signing officially ticked off, signed off and he's ready to join us in 2021. Uh, John, uh, fantastic news for us. Yeah, he's such a great player. He's been a good uh, player for the Titans over the last 10 years or so. Obviously he had those um, couple of ACL injuries but that he's recovering from. Um, but I'm really excited to see him because all, by all reports he's a really good leader on and off the field. And from what we've seen, we know he can play. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tom, uh, Josh Papali spoke this week about uh, playing schoolboy footy with him. So you don't, I didn't realise that um, they were around the same sort of age, but uh, those guys have obviously known each other and played with and against each other for a long period. Yeah, rugby league's a bit of a small world when you put it that way. Um, it's obviously really exciting, just the thought of a uh, fit and healthy Ryan James lining up alongside Papa in the front row. Oh, man, that, that's, that's pretty exciting as a fan. Um, so hopefully... Um, you know, he can have a good pre-season here and I'm really excited to have him at the club. Yeah, great news for the club and let's have a little listen of what he had to say about coming to Canberra at the weekly uh, Titans media conference. As I said on my Instagram last night, it was a bit of an honour to even be offered something from a you know a team that's you know ranked so highly in the NRL and obviously in the grand final last year and um, you know, to be looked at by them was you know, a great honour for me and my family. So... To go down there and play at a club that um, is going to hopefully play some semi-finals for this year and for the couple of years I'm there, I'm looking extremely, um, I'm extremely excited for. Um, I've yeah been for a couple of rebuilds here and um, I know they take a while, so um, yeah I'm getting to the pointy end of my career where I'm just turned 29, so there's not too much running left in the leg. So get down there and play some semi-finals would be great for myself. There he is, Ryan James, and it was great to see he's. Uh Instagram post too. He had a picture there of I think he was wearing a 1991 Raiders versus Penrith Grand Final T-shirt, and then another pic of him holding a pair of Raiders socks. So he's also he's always had a little bit of uh, green running through his veins, and it'll be great to see him here next year. Uh, other news items this week, guys: um, Saliva Havili obviously overcoming that triceps injury. Uh, John, that's a huge boost for us going into this game. Yeah, huge boost. I actually thought he was probably uh, one of our best before he got injured. I th- he really surprised me with his uh, kicking out of dummy half as well. I haven't seen him do too much of that before. He looked like he was going to get a 40-20 at one spot as well. So he's huge because, not, as we know, like not only is he a really good option from dummy half, but he can also play as a middle as well. So there's not really many players like him in the NRL, and I'm really glad that he's going to be fit and ready for the Broncos. Just on that kick that Lever pulled out of dummy half, I think there was a bit of sort of, I guess, Hodjo's influence there on that one. We've seen him do that a number of times, and... I think maybe Hodjo's probably been in his ear on the training field a bit. Yeah, he's great, um, great talent, Saliva. And as you said, John, he can play in a number of positions. And 
Um, versatility has always been his strong suit and uh, yeah, it's great to see him available for selection this week. Uh, Kurt Baptiste joined the bubble this week. We saw him train uh, today for the first time. Uh, what did you make of him out there? Did you have a look at him? He seemed pretty sharp, still out of dummy half. Yeah, it felt like, a, I guess, going back in time, uh, seeing Kurt back out in the training field. Um, obviously, it's great to have him back at the club. Uh, obviously, he'll probably be not quite up to scratch fitness-wise, um, but I guess over the next few weeks, you know, the, the strength and conditioning stuff, they'll, they'll get him up to scratch pretty quickly. Yeah, he's um, definitely a great addition to the team, not only um, as a possible player, but just having another another experienced guy out there on the training paddock makes a big difference too, John. Yeah, exactly, and... Um with levers scared, it's a bit of a timely reminder that it's good to have that extra bit of depth. And, yeah, that little bit of experience. Like, he's an international player. Uh, he played a key role in that 2016 season as well, just causing absolute havoc off the bench. So, uh, a really good addition. Great to see also that we'll be wearing the Black Dog Institute charity jersey thanks to Huawei this weekend. The auction uh, for those match-worn jerseys has gone live on allbids.com.au. So, jump online, check it out, and you could be the proud owner of one of the jerseys this weekend. Round 13 against the Penrith Panthers up there at Panthers Stadium. Not the result um, that we were after, guys, but, um, you know, watching the first five minutes, it looked as though, Tom, that the Raiders were actually going to come out um, breathing fire in this one. But um, to the Panthers' credit, they weathered that early storm and then were able to dominate in the second part of that first half. Yeah, the first five minutes was really enjoyable. Everything just seemed to be clicking for us. It was probably the the best five minutes of footy I think we've probably played this season. Uh, from what I saw, anyway, it looked pretty, ga- pretty good. The only thing that was missing was just obviously that final product. Um, to Penrith's credit, they held us out pretty firm and then obviously then they went down the other end and scored the first try of the game, which uh, really was probably a bit of a blow. And I guess the game was a bit of a story of two halves. And I mean, you've got to give the Panthers a lot of credit. They, look, they looked really good and definitely deserved the win. Yeah, they were very sharp in that, um, in that opening uh, patch in defence particularly, they, they did well to keep us out with all that pressure and then when they got down the other end of the field, I think the, probably the difference in the two teams was that they, they were able to take their opportunities and uh, big Billy Kickow uh, scored on one edge and then they, they scored off a, a little short pass to Liam Martin and a um, couple of probably defensive reads that the, the Raiders players would like again, uh, John, but um, to their credit, uh, to the Raiders' credit, they were able to stiffen up that defence in the, in the second half. Yeah, it was a really good second-half performance. And throughout the whole match, I didn't think we were, we were bad by any means. I thought the Panthers just were just that little bit better. Um, I think going from that, it's kind of like, okay, well, that they're the benchmark at the moment. They're top of the table. We've still got um, a few rounds to go to the end of the regular season. We know what we can work on, and then hopefully we can uh, face them again. Yeah, I think it would be a real challenge, and the guys would be right up for it if they had the opportunity to take them on again. Uh, some encouraging signs. I thought Charles Nickel Clockstad was you know, obviously outstanding. I think he had 30 runs for over 220-odd metres, um, you know, tackle bus, line breaks, two tries. Um, what a performance. Yeah, I think, I think in total he had about 256 running metres and something like nine tackle breaks. Uh, those are pretty... I guess freakish numbers and obviously the two tries to go along with it. One where he pretty much dragged, you know, half their team across the, over the try line with him. So, yeah, Chance was awesome over the weekend and that's pretty good effort considering the injury he just came off the back of. That um, try where he carried everyone, it was almost Papali-esque. You don't expect <laughs> Chance to be the person carrying five yeah. guys over the line, but he just had the line in his sight and he just didn't give up. And that's what I really like because he had a bit of a nervous start to the game just under the high ball just with his finger, but he grew into the game and then probably came out the game as 
the best player on the field. Yeah, it was an interesting one, that first try, because uh, I don't think he'd even realise how close he was to the line, and uh, the, the referee, Jared Sutton, was right on the spot, um, threw it up to the video ref as a try, uh, and then it was awarded a try because there was insufficient uh, evidence to turn it over. But as I said, when Sutton was... He was right there. If you watch the replay, he, he definitely saw it. And then his second try too, um, he, he fell short of the line but was um, able to slide the ball over the line before um, he was then held up. So it was um, it was two tries that he probably didn't realise he'd scored until after the replays. Yeah, for me, I think they said it on the call as well. The second one, I felt pretty confident that was a try and that was the one that went up to the bunker with um, the no-try decision. The first one, I, I had no idea what had happened, but... No camera angle is going to have a better view than the referee in that situation. So, um, which, whatever way that um, Sutton called it, it would have—I'm sure that would have been the right decision anyway. Yeah, probably a little bit of frustration crept into the game at times on the weekend. Uh, that's probably something that the guys will work on this week. Is that that discipline side of the game? Um, obviously, when you play those top teams, you can't afford to give away cheap penalties and um, and prob- and field position. And I thought probably a few times on the weekend we were, you know probably fell into that a little bit, but um, I'm sure Rick will have the guys uh, ready to go again this weekend. All right, round 14 of the Raiders up against the Brisbane Broncos at GIO Stadium. We'll have a chat to Tom Starling uh, soon uh, in the last segment of the podcast and get his thoughts on the game. But first of all, guys, uh, a real danger game, this one. Um, You don't have to um, be hiding under a rock to know that the the turmoils and the, the tribulations that the Brisbane Broncos have undergone uh, this season and particularly in the last week. So they're going to come down here with a point to prove. And I just had a look at their team and, you know, they have got some serious talent still within this in this side. So um, it's by all means not going to be an easy game. Oh, how many how many times have we come across these sort of matches before and, you know, really sort of just said, you know, this is these are the sort of games that make us nervous because the other team is under so much adversity that, they tend to bond under times like these and then they always come out and end up putting a good performance against the Raiders. But having said that, though, um, back at home, I think the boys will be well and truly fired up to, I guess, come out and get the win, especially off the back of last week's loss to the Panthers. Yeah, I agree. I think the complacency um, shouldn't be there from our team because they obviously coming off the back of a, a loss themselves and they'll have a point to prove and, and they'll know that Brisbane will come here um, with plenty to play for, John, and uh, they know that they'll have a, a hard game, particularly in the middle of the field. They've got some really um, experienced and also talented forwards, you know, Payne Haas, um, Flegler, uh, Matthew Lodge, and you've got David Fafita on an edge. Uh, their forward pack is, is, is quite um, you know, big and mobile. Yeah, and also uh, Pat Carrigan to that as well, who's I think is a really, really good player. I think he's their captain at the moment with Alex Glenn out injured too, so... There's a lot of talent in that in that team, and I think they just look a little bit dangerous since um, David Fafita has returned. So I think that battle, I think he plays on the right side. Him up against uh, Elliot, mm. that's going to be a really big battle. Um, but, yeah, that Broncos team is a really good outfit. And one thing I've really noticed is Tom Dearden in the halves as well. He really impressed me um, when, I, when I've seen him, and he's just um, bulked up a little bit too. So he's growing into his career as an NRL player, and I think he's someone we need to watch out for. Yeah, the Raiders uh, team, let's have a look at it, thanks to Specsavers this week and uh, unchanged from last week. I think that's probably a, a smart move um, by Ricky Stewart just because it, you know we have that bit of consistency in our team, uh, which we haven't. It's something we've probably craved a little bit this year and something we were really lucky with last year, I thought, was um, the, the ability to put the same um, 17 on the paddock every week. It makes a huge difference, John, 
uh, in your week in week out performances, and particularly defensively when you when you're working alongside the same guy every week. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, just having the guys back that train the whole preseason together too, like this is not is it just consistency, but it's consistency with a high quality um, high quality players. So these guys have trained together for a good period of time now. They know each other's games. Um, they know who's making the calls. It's kind of like what um, Batty said, I think it was last week, just in the in the media we were just saying how he was speaking to Kirsten, just saying, look, just fo- follow me, um, follow my lead here. And um, they looked, even though they were handling some pretty good players, I don't think they handled it, handled it too badly up against uh, Kikau and Crichton last week. Yeah, I thought that, um, you know, defensively... Um in that second half, as I mentioned, we were very strong, um, and that's the sort of uh, mindset that we want to take into uh, into the game this week. Uh, Tom, for the Raiders, uh, once again, uh, the ability to put points on teams is going to come down to the halves, and uh, both George Williams and Jack White will be looking for their opportunities this weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm always really excited to see what Jack and George can conjure up against other teams. I think both have really sort of grown into, I guess, Getting getting used to knowing each other a bit better over the last few weeks, um, so it's really exciting to see. I guess you know what they can now build up on until the rest of the season. Where do we win this game, John? What's the the, the position on the field that we need to get to to beat the Broncos? What do we need to do? I think the big thing is we need to contain David Fafita, um, and I think we need to make him work work hard in defence. So I think the key battle for me is Elliot Whitehead up against David Fafita, and I think. Um, I think that's where the game will be won. Yeah, the games I've seen uh, the Broncos in over the past few weeks um, on a Thursday and Friday night, conveniently, um, <laughs> they, they seem to pop up there quite a bit. Um, but, you know, they, they, they're they getting themselves into the contest and then they're, they're falling away at the back end of the game. So um, we just need to make sure that, um, you know, we can we can contain them early. And uh, if we can do that, then, then hopefully we can get them um, towards the back end and, and our experience in class can come through. All right, podcast predictions, the very specific Bateman predictions from both of you absolutely went nowhere last week. <laughs> now, I had Joshua Pali to score a try close to the line and he went within a whisker, but I can't take the point, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, no half point there. No half yeah. point there. So, uh, Tom, what have you got for us this week? Well, sticking to the English flavour, uh, I've just got a feeling Ryan Sutton, well, first of all, Ryan Sutton has been really impressive over the last few weeks. I feel like he's really developed and matured a lot as an NRL player from when we first signed him from the Warriors. Uh, last year he scored his first and only, I believe, NRL try against the Broncos And I reckon he's going to do that again this weekend Yeah, for me, I'm tossing up between two So I'm thinking either Elliot Whitehead for a try I feel like he's, he's gotten a couple disallowed in recent weeks He's scored four this season but none since para Tom Starling, I've got a bit of a gut feeling there But I'm going to go with Elliot I think that's the key battle So Elliot Whitehead, one try and one try assist You've got yeah. to go with an English player now, Benny Well, no, I'm not I'm going to go for a <laughs> New Zealander um, And we... This guy usually has a very high try-scoring rate, but he just can't get over the line at the moment. I think this is going to be the week where Jordan Rampana crosses and he's going to get two on that edge, that left edge. I think that's where we'll have plenty of traffic going towards the Broncos this weekend. So I'm thinking Rapper uh, for two tries this weekend. I hope you're right. Joining us on the Behind the Limelight podcast this week is Raiders hooker Tom Starling. Uh, first of all, Starlo, welcome. Uh, how are you travelling, mate? Yeah, good, Betty. Thanks, mate. Um, good, good week of training so far. So, um, yeah, travelling well. Mate, uh, we've said this to every guest every week, but such a weird uh, season in terms of the way that things have panned out. Uh, for you personally, 
Uh, it's been uh, a bit of a roller coaster as well, obviously, with the COVID shutdown at the start and then uh, coming back and finding out that you probably wouldn't be playing any football for a while. How did you handle that little period? Uh, yeah, it was pretty tough. Um, you know, coming in week, each week and training and sort of um, not having a game to prepare for. Like, that's, you know, that's why we play footy, you know. You know they come in week in, week out and compete on the weekends and get, get, uh, get uh, prepared to, you know, do battle each week. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie, I was, uh, I was a bit down. I was, uh, it was, it, it, was, uh, it was laying in bed at night, just having, not having that game to look forward to um, on the weekends was tough, but, um, but it was, it was also good that we were, we were able to come back and train and do what we love week, uh, day in, day out. So uh, there's a lot of people worse off than us. So couldn't complain too much. Yeah, it's a, I suppose, a really good attitude to have when you're in that situation. And as um, as things have panned out, you've been able to uh, have that opportunity. Obviously, not ideal seeing Josh go down uh, injured, um, but at the same time, it's given you the chance to come in and, and play some football. How have you enjoyed that? Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, obviously, um, it's not the way you want to you want to earn your uh, earn your spot with the injury. Uh, well, shattered for Hodjo. It's um, you know it's a it's a tough injury. Um, but yeah, so I was obviously pretty happy that I, you know, could get out there and prove myself and play, play at the highest level. So um, yeah, it was, it's it's been awesome so far. You got thrown uh, into the deep end straight away with some pretty tough games in your first uh, few being back in first grade. Uh, how did you handle the build up into those first couple of games? Yeah, it was good. It's exciting. Um, I love you know taking on the biggest challenge I can. So. Um, I think the first week we had the Roosters, so that's you know defending premiers, the grand final rematch. So, um, yeah, say it all the time, but the boys, you know, they help they help you out there. That's not it's not an individual sport; it's a team sport. So, everyone needs to uh, do their role, and that's what that's what we've been doing the last few weeks. Um, obviously, a bit of a bit of a slip up on the weekends, Penrith, but we're going to be looking to bounce back into Brisbane this week and put a really good, strong performance in. You've. Uh said in the press conference last week when you did some media that uh, Josh has um, been able to lend plenty of advice and he's also like a, another coach uh, to you at the moment. Um, how's that going? I saw that he was, um, um, you know, he's been working with you a little bit and how's that all sort of panning out for you? Yeah, it's obviously um, it's really good to have Josh here. It wasn't here last week because he had his had his surgery. Um, but yeah, it's, all, it's like he's, as I said, he's, he's like another coach here. So especially for us, uh, like us nines, um, getting him around, he was showing us a few things today. He's got a bit of video. I think he's going to show me a bit later of what we can be doing better and what we're doing really well. So, and he's been a massive help. Um, as I said, when I first sort of first come down here, learnt, you know, learned so much off him. Um, but yeah, he's been a massive help uh, the last few weeks. Mate, you've um, you've obviously come from the the Newcastle system and. Uh, you've uh, played footy with uh, Hudson Young um, at uh, different times in your in your career, and you've um, you know, got a pretty strong friendship with him. What's it like having somebody else um, around the group uh, like Hudson that you know quite well? Yeah, so being um, me and Huddy probably known each other since I think it's under 15s of development squad there at Newcastle, and we we were versing each other from the under 13s and all the rep sort of stuff. And then um, yeah, me and Huddy, me and Huddy become really good mates. And sort of under 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 sixteens, Harold Matt's competition, we ended up winning it there. So we've got a you know we've been mates for a really long time, and uh, we live together now. So it's it's um, we're, we're joined at the hip pretty much at training and at home. So it's yeah, it's really good. Obviously having one of one of your really good mates uh, living down here because we're you know we're both from um, about four hours away. So it's always it's. Uh, makes you feel good that you've got someone that you're really, really close to down here and uh, being able to hang out with them.
you lost uh, your other roommate, Ryan Sutton. He's um, he's moved in with his uh, partner. So uh, what's the house dynamic at the moment? Uh, so we've got Corey. Corey moved in, um, which is got Harry Rionaro, which is, he's, he's slotted straight in, made himself at home. So it's just good. He gets on the guitar while we're cooking dinner and stuff. So it's, uh, it's, it's a bit of fun around the house. We... we um, Smash a bit of PlayStation too, so there's a bit of bit of rivalry uh, in the household, and who who holds the top spot at the UFC and basketball. So um, I've got both of them. So they're they're trying to get <laughs> trying to take the crown off me, but they they're, they're versing each other regularly, they're trying to get up to my level. But I don't think they will. Most importantly, who's the who who pulls the weight around the house the most? Who's the best cook? Who's the who's the person that has to drive the cleaning? Who's in who's in charge of that sort of stuff? Oh, it's me. I pull. They're they're, they're hopeless them too. They uh, they leave stuff everywhere and. They, I'm just I'm pretty much the uh, the cleaner of the house and the cook doing everything. They just sit down on the lounge and as I said before, practicing trying to get their PlayStation skills up to mine and I'm doing all the cooking and cleaning. So um, but yeah, I, I keep that house together. Definitely the captain of the house, mate. You, you played some uh, rep footy uh, in your younger years. You played that uh, under twenties Origin side under Brad Fittler. He's mentioned that a couple of times. Uh, during this year, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, that was um, that was crazy. We we played up at Suncorp. Um, like, like, that's, that's the dream, obviously, to play uh, the top the top uh, the top grade Origin there. But that, you know, you sort of got a bit of a taste of it um, in the under twenties. It was a really good week. Like Freddie's um, got different different uh, coaching techniques, which is which is we, we learned a lot from him. And um, it was a really good week. We had you know we got a lot of um, a lot of players that are playing first grade and even a couple of um, Players have played Origin from that side. It was a really red hot side, and um, we, we got stuck in the Queensland up there. I think we smashed. I can't remember the score. We smashed, but yeah, that was a really good week, good experience um, to get that little bit of taste of what Origin footy is about, and um, hopefully um, can keep striving for that 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 goal one day. Yeah, I mean for yourself now, you've come back into the team, and um, and Ricky's no doubt given you you know sort of little goals to set along the way. What is it that you want to achieve? Uh, in the remaining um, opportunity that you have this season, well, obviously, um, you know, this, this um, we want to go week in, week out. You know, we want to be playing our, our best footy. Sticky always talks about this about um, don't worry about the scoreboard. If we're playing good footy, that will you know that will take take care of itself. And obviously, we lost Hodjo a couple of weeks ago, which was a massive part of the, the boys' attack. And now me and uh, Lever have stepped up into that role. Now we're just trying to build them combinations together, like. Um, and just keep building towards that semi-final. But obviously, you know, we're, we're here to win a premiership. Um, that's everyone, that's the, everyone's goal in the in the competition to win a premiership. So um, that's what we're we're striving for, and that's that's what we're going to try and get to. I suppose last year, even though you you know didn't feature in that uh, in those finals and games and like that, you're definitely still part of the squad, and you got to experience uh, everything that went along with that build up into the grand final. Did that? Did that sort of make you um, want to strive hard to achieve something for yourself personally? Yeah, for sure. Like that, that whole um, that whole semi final was rounding into the grand final. Like you're just like, I was sort of pinching myself. Like, wow, this is like, this is cool. This is um, you know, this is this is where you want to get to. And, and on grand final day, man, like we'll walk, the extended score, we got to walk around like grand final day and look at the crowd. And even during the game, like just like, oh, this is crazy. Like this is, this is the grand final. That and like how close close we got it's sort of you want know, to you want to get there again so um definitely that's that's what everyone wants to do is win a grand final and um this we're, we're pretty hungry to go uh get it this year so keep keep working at it week in week out um with each game and hopefully we can uh 
go on another run. Mate, well, you've got the Broncos this weekend uh, at GIA Stadium. We wish you all the best for that game, and thanks for taking some time out today to have a chat to us. No worries. Cheers that many. Thank you. There he is, Tom Starling. Thanks for joining us once again. Uh, we'll be back next week on Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital.